Welcome to our channel. As you take your time to listen to God's word today with us, we believe and pray that your faith will be strengthened up and we hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you as well as your family. This morning, I have a very interesting title that I'm going to speak to you on and the title is Go Make Friends. Go make friends. Go make. How many of you got a lot of friends here? Like you're this friendly, friendly person. You can't live without friends. The ones who can't live without friends, can you raise your hands? If you are a friend of somebody and they did not raise your hands, you know what it means. They can live without you. Okay, how many of you are like, I'm, I'm totally fine by myself. I don't need friends in life. <laughs> Can you raise your hands? It's just Kathy and me. No, I'm kidding. And you, and you. There are a few people. There you go. How many of you find it really hard to make friends? Okay. How many of you like, you walk into a room... And in like 10 seconds, you can talk to anybody and may become friends. Okay. How many of you have never had a best friend in your life? Okay, there are still a few hands. How many of you got a lot of best friends or, or even just one best friend? Cool, cool, cool. Okay, thank you. So friendship is not... Um, something that you are, um, you know, foreign to. It's something that we all, um, you know, do in every day of our life. We are able to make friends. We are able to lose friends. Yes. We are able to uh, not be with friends also. Uh, I, you know, it took me uh, 24 years, Kathy, it took me 24 years to find one best friend. Did you, can you believe that? 24 years. 24 years later, God sent a best friend into my life. And then, I, yeah, it's not, if you're all looking at my wife, I was not married to her when I was 24. <laughs> Just calm down, people. And then, 29 years later, I found a best, best, best friend of my life. Now everybody look at my wife, please. <laughs> With whom I live forever and ever. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. Go make friends. You know, we've been on this series of messages, living under God's strength, living under God's peace, living under God's wisdom. And today we're going to look at living under God's commission. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 19, it will come on the screen. And I hope it's visible for everybody to read. Can we all read together? Yes, on the count of three, two, one, go. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, 
Now, we all have heard this verse and we've all come across this verse. Many people have been called into ministry through this verse. Many people have gone into missions because of this verse. Many history makers have risen across the history of Christianity because of this verse. Many churches have been planted because of this verse. Gospel has penetrated into places and countries and villages after villages because of this verse. Many of them gave their lives to Jesus because of this verse. The Great Commission is something that all Christians, we know, we've heard of it. But whenever we come to the verse 19, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Many people, we don't understand what, how to make disciples for Jesus. And this morning, it's something that I want to dwell on and help you understand. And that is why I have titled this sermon, Go Make Friends. Because discipleship starts with relationship. Everybody say it, say it out loud. Discipleship starts with relationship. Can we try it one more time? Discipleship starts with relationship. Many of us, we want to do something for God, but we find it hard to connect with people. And many people find it very easy to connect with people, but we don't connect people to God. Are you with me so far? There's one spectrum of people who are fine on their own. And they don't connect with people. And there's another spectrum of people who are so connected to people, but yet they don't connect them to God. And this morning, through God's word, I believe that we will be able to come to a place where we understand that our life is not just about us, but it's about the bigger picture and the mission of Jesus Christ. No matter what personality spectrum you fall under, God can use anyone and everyone if we only desire to be used by Him. If you say, God use me, no matter what personality you are, whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, still God can use you. When it says, go make disciples, when we think about discipleship, discipleship is not just a one-time event, but it's a process. It's a process where you are connecting to people, you're building a relationship, which means that people are not evangelistic projects. They are truly people and we need to truly connect with them. Amen? If you want to fulfill the Great Commission, it has to start with building kingdom relationships around us then already there might be people in your life and you need to check how your relationship is with them. And there might not be any friends that you are connected to. Today, when you talk about connection, you've got to talk about two things, the virtual world and the real world. Right? 30 years ago or 25 years ago, you don't have to worry too much about the virtual world. You talk about, you know, when you talk about, hey, did you have a good time? You know, did you, how, how was school today? Did you meet with friends? You know, did you go for a hangout? What, what happened? You know, we always talk about the physical stuff. 
as, as how we went out for a cafe or went out here or went to the playground and played or did this, did that. You know, it was so connected face to face. Today, if you take away gadgets away from people like either your computer or just disconnect them from internet, we are the most disconnected people in the world, right? You have built a world, uh, you know, within your system, within your phone, within, your, within, within Wi-Fi, in, in, in the reach of internet. You've got people everywhere that you're connected with. I remember when I was young, they teach you about pen friend. Have you heard of pen friends? Yeah? Have you, uh, yeah uh, Kathy has no clue about pen friend. <laughs> Uh, it was the, uh, okay, let me, let me fast forward a little bit. Have, has anybody heard of Orkut? Oh, my goodness. Orkut generation. Hey, Joshua, you're also Orkut generation. You, you have no, something, what is Orkut? It's before Facebook. Yes, there's something called Orkut that existed before Facebook. People used to take time and spend money to go to internet cafes. By the way, we had internet cafes. <laughs> Those were the days when we used Nokia phone and go to internet cafe for internet. We have stood in queues to get 10 minutes of computer. Y'all, you all don't understand the trouble we've been through. The pain and the suffering of our lives. We have waited for 30 minutes for one internet connection. Things that we have been through. <laughs> this generation can never understand that. All those things that, you know, we've been connected. And, and back in the day, when you say, oh, you know, being connected with the community, it had a totally different meaning. Today, the generation is not ready to go out for weddings. Weddings are for old people. I don't want to go see anybody in the wedding. Who wants to go to a wedding? Hey, do you want to, do you want to come out for, for a wedding reception or, or a birthday, birthday party? No, no, no. I don't want to go out for... But then yet, they're so connected in the Wi-Fi world. And you have friends and you're connected emotionally to the ones that you've never seen face to face. Young people today have friends all over the world. Do you know that? You cannot make friends with the person you're sitting next to you. In your college or in your classroom. But you've got friends in New York. And you're upset here in Trichy because that friend did not send a message back last night from New York. I don't know if he ate or not. I don't know what he's doing. I didn't even get a response back. Where is he? What happened? I don't know. He lives in New York. Oh my goodness, really? Have you seen him? Never met him in my life. But we are friends. We are connected. So connection, wherever they live, it, it, today's world, physical proximity does not matter anymore. You can be emotionally connected to somebody that you've never seen in your life. You can be hungry and starving because you did not get a response from that person. Because you are so connected. Now when you think about discipleship and when you think about what God is calling you to do, 
And God is calling you to have relationships in your life because through your relationships, through your connections, people need to see Christ in their lives as well. Your friendship is not just about you. Your friendship is also about the Great Commission. Your friendship is not just about you feeling good and you feeling secure and you feeling like you're wanted and accepted. It's more than that. It's about showing Jesus to another person. It's about showing what has brought hope into your life. And many people avoid this relational progress or relational approach, but yet we pray for discipleship. When it comes to the Great Commission, there is a focus. Can you help me with the slides? There is a focus. And the focus is introducing people to Jesus. If I have friends in my life, and if they, if they have no clue, if they have no clue that I am a Christian, you know, you, I'm not telling you, go around and tell everybody, hey, I am Sam Ellis and I'm a Christian. Or you don't have to make Christian as your surname. I'm Sam Christian Ellis. Or, you know, you don't have to do that. But if they cannot pick it up just the way that you live your life or in your communications or in your lifestyle, if they can't pick it up that you are a disciple of Jesus, then we have a problem. Turn to the person who's sitting next to you. Look at them and tell them, do we have a problem? Do we have a problem? You need to understand, you need to understand that every single thing that we do in our life flows from who Jesus is. Today we're going to look at one character. His name is Andrew from the Bible. And through Andrew's life, we're going to understand how to go make friends. Are you, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Let's go to John chapter 1. And we're going to stay from verse 35. But let's, let's read verse 40 first. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. Now, Andrew came to Jesus. Andrew experienced Jesus. And Andrew could not forget the new relationship that he has started with Jesus. And because of Andrew's connection to Jesus, you see what Andrew does is that he immediately goes to find and tell somebody about Jesus. Now, Andrew was introduced by somebody else. He was introduced by John the Baptist. If you see in verse 35, it says, The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples, and Jesus walked by John, looked at him, and declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. When John's two disciples heard this, in which one was Andrew, they followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? He asked them. They replied, Rabbi, where are you staying? And Jesus said, Come, see me. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon, and when they went with him to the place where he was staying, and they remained with him the rest of the day. 
Now in verse 40, you see, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and followed Jesus. Andrew went to find his brother, Simon. The moment Andrew had an encounter with Jesus, he couldn't keep quiet. He couldn't keep quiet. How many of you, the moment you encounter something good or something that you come across, I'll tell you who is your best friend. This is how you find who your best friend is or who matters to you the most. The moment you come across something good and you probably like take a picture of it or it's something that comes online, who is the first person that you want to send it to? Don't tell it out loud. Just think in your head. That's the person who matters the most in your life. The first person that you want to share it with. The first person that you want to connect with. The first person that you want to know that you have experienced something good. We all do this, right? You come across something or you will go to a restaurant to eat or, 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 or there's something new that you have experienced. Immediately you want to share it. Immediately you want to tell it. Immediately you want to share your experience. And if you look at Andrew's life, I don't know if, if, if Andrew was living in our time, like Instagram time, he would have gone live with Jesus. Hey guys, check it out. Check it out, man. You have no idea who I am with. I'm with Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Victor, how's the rap going? Not bad, huh? You know, and, 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 and this is it. This is it. Hey, Jesus, come on, say hi to my followers. And she's like, you have no followers. <laughs> and, and he's trying to connect people. And then, and then, and then in the Instagram, like, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, Peter, Peter is trying to join live with Andrew. And like, hey, Peter, where are you, man? You've you got no idea who I'm with. You have no idea who I saw. I'm with Christ, the Messiah. Come connect with him. You know, in life, you have some friends that you want to introduce to others and some you don't want to introduce. <laughs> if your friend introduces you to a new friend that they have made, they really like you. <laughs> Am I causing trouble in friendships this morning? Ah, pastor, now I remember. I wonder why he... He did not or she did not. You know, you always wanted to share. You always wanted to tell. This is what Andrew is doing. After Andrew's conversion, God uses a relational approach for Andrew to go and connect with Peter. If you look at it in another way, there's, there's, a, there's a very simple strategy that you can find. His, prior, his first priority is that the first thing is that I need to tell somebody about Jesus. And what he did was very simple. Find, tell, bring. Very simple. Many of us complicate, you know, gospel or complicate people, uh, you know, to connect with Jesus. Find them, tell them, bring them. And we do this every day in our lives. When you move to a new college, you find 
friends. Then after you found friends, you tell them about almost everything about your life. I said almost. And as you get to know them, you keep telling them more. And then you bring them, you take them to different places and you try to hang out with them in other places. So find, tell, bring. And as you want to follow Jesus, and as you want to see people come to Jesus like you have come to Jesus, all you need to do is find them, tell them, and bring them. Many people, we take it as it is our burden to you know, transform people's life. We cannot transform people's life. Have you ever tried? Have you ever tried? We can't. We can only tell. We can only bring. But the transformation happens from the Lord. So all you need to do is find, tell, and bring. But us being Christians, you need to understand there's an important word. We all need to be intentional about this. The problem is that we are not intentional about building relationships and friendships in our life so that more people can come to find Jesus through our lives. Now, this is not to offend anybody. You know, if, you, if you're an introvert and you're so secluded, you can pray in such a way that God, if I am to find a friend, help me to find a friend. And God, even, even if you don't have friends and you come across people in your life that you want to tell or just talk, just try talking about the hope that you have found in your life. Somehow you will see that God will give you the courage and the strength to connect. Because when you talk about God, when you talk about the hope that God has given you, it's something that is real and true. Right? Only if you fake it, it's hard. But if you talk about something that is real, it comes from your heart. And when something comes from the heart, it is more authentic than anything else. So when you go find, tell, and bring, we need to be intentional about it. This is what Andrew did. You can be an Andrew as well. Andrew was not this big public speaking guy. But he was great at saying hello to one person at a time. He is not like Peter where he walked on water. And he is always the first. Peter is always the first person to speak in the Bible. Have you seen that? Whenever Jesus was with the disciples and Jesus says something, the first guy who opens his mouth and says something, whether it's, it's right or wrong or silly, it has always been Peter. He's got the gift of speaking and being enthusiastic about everything. But Andrew was a different personality type. You don't see Andrew, uh, you know, uh, being super public about things. But Andrew was really good at whispering, really good at one-to-one stuff, really good at behind the scenes to say, hey, you know, what can I look, who can I find that I can just go and say, hey, do you want to come with me to church this Sunday? I'm going to meet this guy, Jesus. I've been hanging out with him for a couple of years now, and this man, he's, he's, he's real. It's, it's, the, it's the most, you know, authentic thing that I have ever experienced in my life. And I think if you can just come once and experience him once, just talk to him once, 
just like how my life was changed, your life will also be changed. And that's all he did. That's all he did. Very simple. You see in John chapter 6 verse 8 to 9, we all know the miracle that happened, right? The miracle of feeding the 5,000. And this great miracle happened because in verse 8 it says, Then Andrew Simon, Peter's brother, spoke up. Wherever he needed to speak up, he spoke up. And he said, there is a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? You see Andrew's gifting here? He's really good at finding people. He's really good at finding. He found Peter. He found this little boy. And there was a miracle. And even in John chapter 12, verse 20 to 22, you can see that um, some Greeks who had come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration paid a visit to Philip. Now, Philip is another guy who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and they said, Sir, we want to meet Jesus. Philip told who about this? Now, Philip was like, oh my goodness, you want to meet Jesus? Okay, I know a guy who knows him. He's really good at talking to Jesus and he's also really good at taking people to church or connecting them to Jesus. So Philip, because he came across a group of Greek people who wanted to meet Jesus, Philip goes and tells Andrew and Andrew and Philip takes them to Jesus. You see the pattern that's going on in Andrew's life? All he's, all he's doing is find, tell, bring. Find, tell, bring. Find, tell, bring. That's all it is. And you see God using Andrew. Many people, as you are seated here, you, you're probably listening to the sermon and going, Pastor, I would love to do this, but I have my doubts in life. I have questions that I am facing I don't know if I'm ready to talk about Jesus because Jesus has not given me all the answers that I need. Jesus has not, you know, uh, answered all my prayers. So I'm going to wait until all my prayers are answered and then I will go and tell people. And it's like almost you're relying on you becoming perfect until you point people to Jesus. If you are going to wait until you become perfect to point people to Jesus, you are never going to point people to Jesus. You know why? We cannot become perfect with our own strength. We'll not become perfect through our own understanding. All we need to do is find, tell, and bring even when you are under construction. Even when you are broken, even when you are facing challenges, and the, uh, uh, but pastor, what about the other person? They will look at me and say, hey, you yourself are going through problems. Get your life together before you invite me. That's what they're going to tell me. That's okay, because what you're telling them is that, yes, I'm going through stuff in my life, but I have hope while I'm going through my situation. And I'm walking towards the hope. And yes, my life is imperfect. 
but i have a perfect god so don't come to the church or don't be connected to jesus because you have somebody perfect but because you have found a perfect person whose name is jesus and as i am going towards him i am also taking you in this journey with me and as i'm inviting you in this journey with me we will all fix our eyes on jesus not on myself not on the others that is around me but we are all called to fix our eyes on jesus you know god uses ordinary people in extraordinary ways if you only say yes to god god uses ordinary people in extraordinary ways god uses relational approach to introduce people into a relationship with god i don't know who is your friends who are your friends who is your circle but we have a new meaning when we say go make friends because our friendship is not just about us feeling good our friendship is more about pointing people to jesus so every time hereafter when i say god help me to find a friend my prayer is that god as i find this person let this person find you through me can somebody say amen? amen let that person see jesus through me our definition of friendship is not just about making us feeling good making us feeling important making us feeling popular but it's more about making jesus famous through our life making jesus familiar to others through the lifestyle that we live so which means that you need to reflect jesus in your relationships in your friendships you need to reflect jesus in who you are and what you say and what you do you need to make choices in such a way that god can move in and through your life and everyone can be an andrew everyone it is possible Thank you for listening to our sermon today with us. Hope that it was a blessing for you as well as your family. And if you would like to support our ministry, you can do so by visiting kingcitychurch.org/give. And we will meet you with another inspiring sermon next week. God bless you.